Are you a victim crippled by the minotaur in the labyrinth of your mind? Or will you fight your biggest challenges like Theseus and fulfill your potential? My name is Zulfakar and welcome to the Minotaur's Maze. Welcome to the Minotaur's Maze. Now, my guest today is Peter Cobain, who was born in Liverpool, but spent most of his life working and living abroad. Um, Peter has nearly 40 years experience in the marine and oil and gas sectors, whereby he progressed to the rank of captain, worked with Boeing, um, and then moved into management where he looked after nearly $2 billion for an oil major. Um, he then set up his own essential oils production company before starting on a new journey along the exciting road of deal making, um, which is going to be the topic of today's discussion. Peter, I appreciate you coming here and um, thank you for joining us here today. No, thank you, Zulfikar, Zulf and it's great to be here. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I went to sea uh, when I was sort of 16, 17, and uh, you know, my goal at that time was to reach the rank of captain. Okay. Um, you know, uh, and that's what I saw as the, the you know, the, the top level to achieve. And mm -hmm. I achieved that by the age of 32. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, by then, I'm thinking, hold on, there's further to go up the ladder here. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, progressed on to the sort of management side, um, worked my way up to uh, marine director. Uh, and then, as you say, um, I started to concentrate uh, a lot more on sort of project management. Um, and then I worked my way there to a project uh, manager for an oil major. And as, as you said, I was uh, responsible uh, for nearly $2 billion of uh, project work uh, as project manager and contracts accountable manager. Um, you know, and I was spending most of my time uh, abroad um you know with family commitments my wife couldn't always be with me mm -hmm. so you know and the stress of work schedules budgets and everything like that um to be honest i was getting a little bit tired uh and you know i have to say sort of unhappy in my work life and therefore that affects your personal life um so uh, very very early 2018 um, I decided to call it a day and was happy to leave that, you know, and I came home, as you said, you know, after nearly 40 years, I thought, you know, two or three months relaxing and then I'll be full of energy, ready to go again. Um, and it actually took pretty much all of 2018 um, for, for me to wind down and get myself acclimatized again. Um, I did have, as you said, my own essential oils company, uh, a business partner there. Um, so I was working in that. Um, but yeah, over the, uh, that sort of Christmas period, 2018, new year, 2019, I knew I was ready to do something different, uh, to learn something. And, uh, yeah, so I came across the deal making journey, which I am well on the path now. Brilliant, brilliant. So, um, yeah, I mean, before we go into the deal-making side, so, I mean, you said you worked abroad. What, what, was it different countries or was it one specific country? Where, where did you work? Oh, gosh, no. Uh, we, you know, I've lived and worked in America. Uh, latterly, uh, it was in Azerbaijan. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're in uh, the likes of Singapore, uh, all around Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Many, many places, many, many places. Okay, uh, which what was, what was great experience. Yeah, what were some of the projects that you were doing? I mean, what it sounds exciting, but you yeah. said you got fed up with some of the things that you were doing, <laughs> what you were doing over there. Yeah, I, I mean, some of the great ones. Uh, you mentioned uh, Boeing. Uh, so, as captain, uh, we were launching satellites from the sea. Okay, which is a, a fantastic project, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, the first sort of company to do that so that was you know um great to be part of integral part um you know i was still relatively young i guess at the time and 
you know, after a number of launches, it became a little bit sort of more of production line. And I still needed something to challenge me further. Um, yeah, so, you know, I ended up going into more shoreside management and project management, which, you know, I did really enjoy. Um, you know, seeing the start of something and the completion of it, you know, building up your team, delivering your objectives, mm-hmm. you know, and then yeah. through that, you obviously make a lot of friends and acquaintances. You know, and as time goes on, different projects, you all come across each other again. And yeah, yeah so it's been a, a great time. Um, and I say latterly there in uh, Azerbaijan, mm-hmm. uh, building a very complex and high-tech vessel uh, to do a lot of installation work for a a major project, a gas project over there. Brilliant. Okay, so now coming back to the uh, recent deal-making activity, um, when did you start and and how did you start? I mean, when you first came across the concept, uh, what were you thinking and what were your feelings uh, right at the very beginning? Yeah, I, I... It was, I mean, I always like to try and learn something new each year, you know, that sort of New Year's resolution type uh, thing that we tend to do, you know, apart from the usual diet and gym, which go by the wayside in the first few months. Um, But I I knew I want, again, my mindset was back into, I wanted a challenge, I wanted to achieve something. you know, and I was looking around what to do. I looked at, you know, things like MBA, should I do something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted something more with immediate results. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not the, the young spring chicken like yourself. <laughs> um, you know, so, yeah, I wanted something that I could get straight into and see results. Um, so I looked around uh, online, trying to come across different things, you know, all all sort of around business mm-hmm. uh, and then that's when I came across uh, Carla Allen um, you know well yeah. and you know I looked into that and I thought yeah I don't know something there just ticked a box for me um, and I thought I'll look into this a bit more mm-hmm. and in the end you know I, I signed up with Carl's course and as you know I, I started the journey in fact Pretty much exactly 12 months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About 12 months ago, yeah. So you know, when, when the concept first came across you, I mean, what, what were you thinking? Obviously, with all your business experience, and now you've come across this concept, what was your immediate thoughts and feelings um, about the whole thing? Yeah, I think I sort of understood the, the principles of it. Uh, yeah, LBOs, leverage buyouts, but you know, a little guy like me who's come along, no, it's the big corporate end who do all of these types of deals. So what I didn't understand at the time is, you know, you're up to that sort of fear factor. That's what I was really facing, Yes. Um, which I didn't understand at the time. Uh, I was putting a barrier there that other people do that, not the likes of me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I thought, okay, well, let's see what Carl can teach me. You know, he's done the big deals. Uh, I think he's done about, what is it, almost $50 billion in mergers and acquisitions. Um, you know, and some pretty big ones. I think his big big deal was about $13.9 billion. So I thought, well, all right, this guy's done that in a corporate level. He's doing it himself now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on, on smaller companies, you know, one to five million or five to 10 million sort of range. And... I thought, well, if the principles work, they obviously must work on the the, the sort of smaller sized companies. Uh, Carl's doing it. um, And he believes if you get the right mindset, anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I threw my faith into Carl and uh, signed up and got started. Okay, brilliant. Now, when you got started, what what exactly did you do? and what kind of changed your mindset? I mean, did you do anything other than just go through the course to change your mindset? Um, what actions did you take? Yeah, I mean, I was in that position where I was motivated to do something, you know. Um, you know, and if you get 
passionate about something yeah that in itself brings happiness to you yeah. and then that changes your mindset and your mindset change you know brings you more motivation yeah. you know it, it, it's like the learning circle Keep, oh, yeah. each part keeps feeding back in and motivating you more mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i went through uh carl's course um i took the time went slowly yeah and other things got myself into a little bit of a routine you know getting that mindset structuring your mind uh to do achievements you know and it you know it, some of those achievements might be something relatively small you know today i'm going to do a 20 minute run on the treadmill or something or i'm going to take the dogs out for an hour's walk yeah you know, put that down as one of your goals of the day mm-hmm. tick it off i've achieved it you know, and sort of slowly build up from there. Yeah, I'm going to do, you know, uh, two sections of Carl's course today. You know, achieve, pick. And it all sounds, you know, maybe to some people right now, it will probably sound a little bit like nonsense. Oh, come on, that doesn't work. But it does. You know, it really does. Get your mindset focused. Get yourself structured. And when we say structured, it's not Monday to Friday, nine to five. No, no you, you, you decide when you want to do it, how you want to do it. And you choose, you know, you're giving yourself um, a lot more freedom in your own, own life. Mm-hmm. So instead of structuring your life outside of these regimented work hours, you know, I tend to do it the other way around a little bit now. I have my home life and a structure of work outside of those hours, yep. you know, turned it around. And, uh, I, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a great journey so far. Brilliant. So, so obviously you, you worked on your mindset, but what were some of the uh, practical steps that you took on the deal making journey at the very start? Um, yeah, many things. Again, I, I took the time, I went through Carl's course, one at a time, make sure I understood it. Um, you know, we joined in his uh, weekly calls to discuss, see what other issues people are having, what problems were they facing and how did they deal with them, you know? So it, it, those were almost like a, a big self-help class, you know, always something to learn, always. Even now, every week, every call I go on, there's always something new. And, you know, I. I've always been one of those people who uh, the only time I ever read is when I'm on holiday, mm-hmm. you know, because I was always busy either doing something or too tired at the end of a working day to pick up a book. Um, and I started reading books, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, sort of shoe dog, the story about Nike. What a brilliant read that is. Uh, and if that doesn't get you fired up, then I don't know what else will. Um, you know, I've looked at all, all sorts of um, different things, um, you, you know, looking about how to negotiate, how to talk to people, you know, how to get most out of them with the, without even asking them a question. You know, all these little techniques and you put them in and then you realize that they actually do work. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that concretes itself into your mindset that, actually you can do it and you are doing it yeah so you know you feed that back into your own sort of learning cycle and you just keep raising the bar in what you're doing in every aspect of your life so it's, it's been a great year brilliant now um can you just talk to us a little bit about some of the deals that you've worked on and done um Let's talk about the first one. So you've comp- the, the first that you completed. How did that opportunity come about? Um, and, and just talk us through the process of that first deal that you did. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, uh, there's different ways of finding out uh, which companies are up for sale. Um, obviously, you go on the internet, businesses for sale, and lots of websites come up and lots of broker deals. You know, and pretty much, you know, I was the same. Had a look at a few of those um you know the sort of low-hanging fruit type opportunities um but you know you learn you know utilize your own network mm-hmm. you know you think of all the people that you know whether it's on linkedin or facebook or socially um you know 
and how many people must they know? You know, that, that sort of pyramid, you, yeah. you know, you, you, without you realizing yourself, you've actually can tap into quite a huge network. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, my, my first uh, deal, um, I got that through one of my own contacts. Mm -hmm. um, and that was through a guy who uh, was doing uh, ISO quality training for the essential oils company. Um, we were waiting for some of the employees to come in. I was having a coffee with Dave. And I just said to Dave, do you know any nice little companies that are up for sale at the moment? I'm looking at trying to acquire some. And his response was, funny you say that. I know a great little engineering company, not, far, not too far away from where we live. Uh, that's up for sale. Would you like me to give the owners a ring and arrange a meeting? Mm -hmm. No, and I was absolutely quite stunned. I thought, well, the only answer I can give is yes, because I've got to push myself to do this. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dave phoned them straight away and said, well, oh, I'm just somebody I know, maybe uh, interested in coming and have a chat with you. And a date was arranged, and I went down there, um, you know, and obviously from Carl's course there you know it was about really building good strong rapport that first meeting yeah. continuing that um you know getting those guys to understand you were the you know that safe pair of hands for the legacy the company their employees and yeah i mean we progressed over quite a number of meetings um i put that forward then to uh calls what they call the red light green light where we review it on you know anonymous basis um with all the facts and the figures and people look at it um to see what if it's something that you would get the green light and go ahead and proceed or if there's some questions to be answered first and you know lo and behold to me um i put that company up on the on the uh, the weekly call and as carl called it uh his uh Britain's got talent for company acquisitions. He gave it the golden buzzer. You know, it just ticked all the boxes for Carl. Um, you know, the way the company was run. So that meant there was huge scope for us uh, to develop that company fairly quick. Um, the, the way they operated the business, again, there was so many areas that we could improve uh, and increase the value of that business. Before you continue, um, so it was in the engineering sector. I mean, what were some of the numbers? How much revenue were they doing? What was the EBITDA like? Um, what was the shape of the company before you, you went in? Yeah, I mean, it was typically, uh, I think turnover off the top of my head was around the 600K. So it was a relatively small mm -hmm. company. Uh, EBITDA, um, you're probably just over 100K, 100 k hundred. To 120 range okay so, you know it was a nice nice ratio there mm -hmm. um being you know fairly long established company um revenues were fairly consistent um you know, you know some of the things you know one of the questions you in your meetings you know tell me about your marketing you know what what sort of marketing do you do mm -hmm. and the response i got was uh, the last bit of marketing we'd done was by fax. You know? <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that, that, yeah, I mean, that, that says a, a huge yeah. amount. It was all word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how they get the business. So effect, there's effectively, you know, pretty much zero marketing. Okay. Um, and when you went to see the owners, I mean, what, why were they selling? What was the motivation? What, what was the uh, motivation for selling the company? Yeah, I mean... Two lovely guys still working in the company and still want to work in the company. Um, they were 71 and 68. Mm -hmm. So they both wanted to retire. And in fact, they never even wanted to really own a company. Right. Um, you know, that they done a lot of work with the MOD. Uh, and then when they started to sort of outsource, they said to each other, let's get a couple of machines we'll do a bit of work for them, we'll pay ourselves a salary. Mm -hmm. You know, almost a one or two man band, self-employed, that's all they wanted. Yeah. 
and you know organic growth and it grew into a company that they didn't want they're not business people you know the two great engineers and that's all they ever want to be mm -hmm. um so they did put the company up for sale um they had a company from the northeast come down and make an offer um and then that company, I don't know, sort of sent them, I believe, about an 80-page document for them to review, which, to, you know, to these two guys who are not businessmen, they didn't really want to do that. Um, and then the, the guy who came down to buy the business, the communications um, decreased, and then they never heard from him again. So they wasted sort of way over a year right. uh, on that. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, I was right place right time ask the right person uh in the and yeah so we uh you know made the right impressions in the meeting um gave them confidence of what we wanted to do taking the business forward um and yeah so they were our first company i know carl's challenged us to increase the uh mm -hmm. revenue and turnover at five times he said in two years about the deal i mean what what did you agree with them to buy it or what was the deal structure? oh right yeah I, you know i, I mean the, the part of the sort of golden buzzer part of it um you know and th this is the benefit um i'll answer your question but going back to the meeting this is the benefit of being in the program learning from carl and other experienced people mm -hmm. so i was going to go in they had cash in the bank so that was going to be part of the closing payment. Mm -hmm. They obviously got machinery there. So I was going to finance the machinery to help close the deal and all of this sort of stuff. And then Carl just looked at it and said, no, no, don't, don't finance it. Okay. Yeah. So he said, go in, let them take, you know, the cash that they can take out, leave yourself some to run, get the company started for a couple of months. And just pay them monthly payments from you know the profits. Okay. And actually, you know, when Carl said that, and I sat there and looked at, and I thought, yeah, absolutely right. You know, so when we started discussing the deal with the guys, you know, they were they'd never sold a business, so all of this deferred payment, I'll give you a lump sum in twelve months, and then a second lump lump sum in another twelve months after that. You know, there's a little bit of nervousness there from them. Mm -hmm. So I, I had a meeting with them and I said, look, I, I appreciate you're nervous. You've got concerns about security payments. I think a great way forward is instead of doing this 12-month lump sum payments, how about we do monthly payments to you? Mm -hmm. You know, and they perked up and, you know, for them, much much better deal gives them a lot more security they're getting regular payments and that's how the deal was done so it was done through uh our you know my own network mm -hmm. and full 100 percent seller finance brilliant so yeah. what a great deal have your own money started there's motivation so what did you agree uh, what was the purchase price or valuation that you agreed with them then if you if you can't share that information if you don't want to it's fine i can understand <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because obviously we used the money in the bank as part of the final deal value, if you want. Yeah. But basically, um, I bought the company at a multiple of one enterprise value. Right. You know, and typically you're looking at three times. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it just ticked all the boxes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, the guys are happy, of course everybody wants more money and you want to buy it as cheap as possible. Yep. There's never the perfect deal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's where you negotiate to, you know, make sure it's a win-win for both. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we've done. So, um, so they get a monthly payment. So you got the business without putting any money in whatsoever. You didn't even have to raise finance for it. Um, mm -hmm. How long are they, are they going to stay in for, for how long? Well, how long are you going to run the business from, from now going forward? Yeah, no, I mean, we got, so those two guys love being engineers and they want to carry on doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that they are not sort of true business people. Yeah, I mean, that they know how to put invoices in and make payments and stuff like that. Um, we've got 
uh, some younger guys, a couple of younger guys in there. So we've been discussing how to bring them forward mm -hmm. and slowly take over the roles and responsibilities of the two original owners. Mm -hmm. And basically those guys will be running that business on a day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. um, the two current owners, um, so for the next year, they're going to work four day a week. Mm -hmm. um, and then in 2021, they'll work three days a week. And then after that, they'll see what they want to do. If they're fit and healthy, they'll carry on. Um, if they want to call it a day, they'll call it to get a day. You know, um, so yeah, it's working well. I mean, it's fortunate. It's about uh, just under an hour's drive for me if I need okay. to pop down that. So. And from start to finish, how long did the whole process take? So from the day you came across the deal to the day you, you closed the deal and became the owner, how long did it take approximately? Yeah, I mean, that was a lot longer than what you would typically get. Um, so, gosh, that would have been, well, about seven months it okay. took. So, um, various reasons for that. Um, one, the business came along a little bit quicker than I was wanting to get deeply involved. Mm -hmm. I was still learning. So I was doing lots of meetings with them just taking my time, catching up with Carl's course. Mm -hmm. um, and then during that period, um, if you remember, we, uh, we all went to Manchester uh, with Carl's group there and, you know, to one of his get-to-know-you type meetings. And I met uh, up with Hanif. Uh, so he's my business partner now. Um, we, we met there. So we both got skill sets you know, uh, different from each other. And, you know, we, we sort of connected on the day and mm -hmm. we said, come on, let's do a deal. And in the end, as we got to know each other more and more, we just said, right, you know, let's get a, a, a top co registered here, 50-50, mm -hmm. uh, and we'll just carry on working together. So we're bringing Hanif in, uh, in into the deal. And, we you know, we then went into the process of... Uh, you know, getting your solicitor, etc. Um, you know, a lot, lots of lessons to be learned. You know, this is one of the other parts of last year. This was our big learning year. Um, so we wanted to try and learn as much as we could. Um, did we choose the, the right sort of legal representative? No, probably not. Um, okay, yeah, so this is one of the so. Obviously, it took you seven months, um, but what was some of, or what was the biggest obstacle um, in that process, um, and how did you overcome it? Uh, the, the biggest obstacle, um, I, I know your background, so, <laughs> uh, the biggest obstacle, actually, and in the second deal as well, I have to say, is the, the, the lawyers. Um, <laughs> They provide you with a, a monumental roller coaster, emotional roller coaster. Mm -hmm. um, okay. You know, the, the, the first sort of lawyer, although she was a commercial lawyer, maybe not as experienced on mergers and acquisitions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, no disrespect to the lawyer, but I would say very, very methodical. Was this on your side or the, the seller side? On our side. Okay. This was on our side, the lawyer we chose. Uh, okay. She was very, very methodical. Things took time. Um, and I guess, you know, it sounds bad saying lack of experience, but lack of that knowledge, she was checking and double checking. That right. took time. And of course, you, you know, these companies, that they'll have their uh, legal representative, they'll have their accountants who are not necessarily people who are dealing with buying and selling businesses on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they then got to go in and find the documents that they need to use, get them verified. So, you know, on this first year, we sort of had two relatively inexperienced legal representatives mm -hmm. um, involved. So, you know, I'm, I guess part of the other issue, uh, I know we've discussed it before, um, you know, lawyers charge by the hour or by the minute these days, probably. So they like to live on fear. 
So, of course, the seller's solicitor saying, oh, oh well, that's, that's far too risky. No, we're not doing this and we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. That gets the sellers nervous. And, of course, they come back and say, well, we can't accept this now. And we need to do this. And then your lawyers, no, that's... So, you know, for this first deal, there was a lot of that going backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, as much as you want to cl- get the deal closed and rush it, um, we both wanted to make sure it was done right. Yeah. Yeah, and that both sides were happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and we felt that was the right way to do it, especially mm-hmm. with the guys staying in the business yeah. because we wanted that relationship starting off on a really good foot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it took a bit longer than we wanted, um, but we've done it. You know, uh, the guys are happy. Um, I was there on Monday actually, um, mm-hmm. so a couple of days ago, I went down, sit down with them, you know, a cup of coffee, chat through what's happening, what issues have we got? Yeah, you know, we need, you know, if we can get another engineer employed, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. You know, we're absolutely running 100% capacity. Uh, at the moment, you know, we're turning work away, right? Let's get some people in, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and this was without any marketing. Brilliant. You know, the company's got a great reputation for the quality of work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we don't need, there's no marketing being done. Not yet. There will be. Yeah. There will yeah. be in the next few months. That's because you've been busy doing other deals. So um, can you talk to us about <laughs> the other deals that you've done in the same, yeah. in the same period, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's in the same period. Uh, so there's another... Turns out CNC company uh, based down in Coventry. Um, They're very much involved in the automotive sort of sector side. How did Uh, you cross that opportunity? uh, That one was uh, a broker deal. Okay. Um, And it was through that same broker. We were looking at three companies at once, Mm -hmm. uh, all slightly different, but we could see them as... Uh, quite a, a strong little group in yeah. the Coventry area. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing there is, you know, we uh, we met with the the broker. Uh, he accompanied to us, or he, he accompanied us to all of the meetings. Mm-hmm. So we fairly got quickly got to know him, have a cup of coffee after the meetings, and we actually built a good rapport with the broker. Okay, um, who understood us, understood mm-hmm. what we were looking for, what we were trying to achieve. You know, so even though, you know, if, if you do work with a broker, you know, yeah, build your rapport with them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that, that's turned out. Uh, so we got the one deal we couldn't quite get over the line. Uh, somebody else came in and made a, a bigger offer. Okay. If you want. Um, and so we lost that one. Uh, the, the third deal is still there. That company's trying to sort their accounts out because there was a lot of uh, company investments. They're trying to take those out of the accounts so we get a clean set now uh, to review again. So that one's still on the back burner and ticking over. Uh, we'll see how that develops in the next few months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but this this second deal, my goodness, talk about an emotional roller coaster. Okay, so um, let's start from the beginning. So this deal, um, broker deal. Um, what were the, the numbers before uh, or when you first came across? What, what were they doing? Yeah, so, I mean, it was twice the size of the first one. So, you, you know, circa 1.2 million. Um, probably EBITDA was around 300. Mm-hmm. Again, nice numbers. Um, lots of machinery, plant of machinery there. We went down. Um, so it was a father. There was... Um, a, a retired shareholder didn't have any real involvement in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the father and two sons who had shareholding. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and as happens in life, sadly, uh, the father's wife, the mother of the two sons, uh, she passed away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you can expect, that'll take the wind out of the sails, especially the father. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and with his age, he decided it was time to retire um and the same for the two two lads as well uh they wanted to sell up the share and go and do something different and mm-hmm. i think more to do with the business okay um so hanif and i went down we met them in their office and they said well yeah we'll have a meeting uh but we don't want to let you 
walk around because the guys will see you and you know we don't want to make them nervous what's going on mm-hmm. we said yeah fully understand we can always do that you know when all the guys have left after work and we'll go and have a look or something like that mm-hmm. um and we sat there probably a good hour and a half two hours having a chat you know obviously automotive they're involved in the f1 and indycar and all of this sort of stuff um you know uh hanif's got good connections with red bull um you know i I go around the racing circuits on my motorbike so we all had a common theme right you know motorsport and we had a really good chat over that um chatted about ourselves you know our personal lives Mm -hmm. why we want to do what we want to do Mm -hmm. uh you know what do we see about the business where do we want to take it and you know after a couple of hours the the attitude the mindset of the sellers totally changed okay john the father he said i'll tell you what guys do you want to have a look around the business while you're here (laughs) and everyone was still working okay you know so from no you can't go in within two hours so literally um, it's the power of building the relationship and and, and building the rapport the rapport's absolutely key you must build that you know and and it was great uh we went round you know honey's background is branding and marketing Mm -hmm. so he said i'll go in and we'll be when the guys are in earshot we'll talk about website development i'll be taking some pictures Mm-hmm. we've done that you know and chatted with the guys and all the rest of it um so we got to see the workshop area um we came back um you know and we said you know we'd like to come back for another meeting take it a bit further and all the rest of it mm-hmm. and things were going really really well you know to the point where we were discussing uh payment terms and things like that and after the second meeting mm-hmm. with the two uh the two sons actually wanted to stay in the business right they said okay, did you agree agree a deal by this time yeah in principle between seller and buyer we computed what was the agreed deal at this point we were putting down uh basically off the top of my head what one third was closing deal right okay and then the rest was split over three years Okay. You know, 12 monthly payments times three, mm-hmm. quite simple. Mm-hmm. Um, all agreed. Great. Gives us time to grow the business. Um, and, that, you know, and that one third on, on closing, were you going to use the financing from the company for that or from other means? Yeah, no. That, so that was based uh, around the financing uh, of the machinery. So um, to clarify, you did another deal without putting any money down whatsoever yourself, you basically used the no money and deferred payments. Okay. Yep. Brilliant. Yep. Okay, so asset financing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All done. Um, you know, and I say that the, because the way we've expressed ourselves and our vision with the company, um, you know, the two boys that they got the mojo back, they were fired up. Right. Okay. You know, especially with Hanif, and his marketing and his branding and his vision. Um, these guys were fired up and they wanted to stay and work with us. Right. You know, and that's exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue we then had, you know, we shook hands and slapped each other on the back and we'll go and have a few pints at some point, a meal and all the rest of it. You know, and then once again, <laughs> you get lawyers involved. <laughs> Um, it just went absolutely downhill, right. absolutely downhill. It's wow. back, you know, and, well, it's back to the seller's lawyer injecting fear, mm-hmm. um, to the sellers, you know, this payment structure is not good enough. It doesn't provide you security, da, 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 da. You know, and obviously I understand they're trying to do the best job for their client. Who's the seller, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't want to leave any stone on turn that can come back to them that they were negligent in what they were doing. So we do understand that. Um, you know, we just felt this lawyer was trying to get the perfect deal for his client. Mm-hmm. And we said, that's never going to happen. Yeah. You know, that is never going to happen. Um, you know, and things went backwards and forwards. Um, you know, we had a different lawyer on this one. 
Okay. So we had a lawyer who was uh, well experienced in mergers and acquisitions. Okay. I mean, just uh, stop you there. So, because um, I know this is a question that gets a lot. What were your terms with your lawyers? Were, um, did you agree a contingency success fee basis, or you know, what, what did you agree with your lawyers? Yeah. So the the way we came across the lawyers was actually through the financier. Okay. Um, and. For this company, we, I'll say, I'll say the, the royal we, uh, but all the fancy artwork and everything was down to Hanif. Okay. We'd done, it was almost like a pitch book, but we were giving it to the financier of the background of the company, um, obviously all the key stats and what our vision was and what we wanted to do and how we wanted to take it forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the financier came back and it obviously, uh, Carl knows who, who it is, and he's used quite a lot. This guy, um, his response back to us after he reviewed this uh, pitch book, he said, that is the best pitch book I've ever received off you type of guys from all of these, you know, sort of deal-making uh, type courses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of, so, and based on that, he then said, "Well, I can recommend I can recommend you, uh, a, you know, an M and A lawyer to work with you, and if you want, an accountant, mm-hmm. you know." Yeah. So, the recommendation coming from the financier was mm-hmm. good enough, and you know, the the, the lawyer took it straight on as a contingency. Okay, okay. So, just to explain contingency, if if the deal didn't go through, you wouldn't have had to pay anything to that lawyer. Correct. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Okay. Is that for the second deal as well then, or just the first one? No, first one. Um, the first one was done on contingency mm-hmm. as well. Okay. Um, you know, so once the deal was done, we paid them out of the company bank account then. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it, it's, uh, yeah, n- no money down deals. That's what we've Brilliant. done. Brilliant. Okay. So, um, obviously you, you've hit another obstacle on the second deal with the lawyers um talk to me a little bit about your mindset and attitude so what were you feeling what were some of the emotions that you were personally going through and while all, all this is, is happening yeah i mean that that second deal was hard emotionally um because from day to day you didn't really know where you were you know one day bang the deal's on great you know you're on a high and then at the end of the day, an email comes through and says, no, the deal's not on. And then you're down, you're up, you're down. And to be honest, and again, I'll, I'll come back to working with the partner and some of the benefits. Um, I got to the point where I said to Hanif, look, let's just walk away from this one. You know, emotionally, this up and down is not doing us any good. We're just getting frustrated. Let's concentrate on a new deal. Yeah. And, I'll, you know, all furnace to Hanif here. He said, no, come on, let's, let's keep it going. Let's see what we can do. Um, you know, and the point we were at, um, we got a message off the broker from the sellers saying, you know, deals off the table. In fact, part of what they said was, we now wonder, are we getting into bed with the right partners here? You know, so we'd gone from striking a deal in principle and being best friends to they actually didn't all of a sudden, you know, quite trust us or mm-hmm. there was a doubt there. Mm-hmm. You know, we feel it was sown from their legal representative. Um, but they said, we've put so much time and effort into the deal mm-hmm. so far they believe they owe us at least one meeting face to face. So, and he said, come on, let's do it. Let's go down. You know, we're going to close that door Mm -hmm. and we're not leaving till the deal's done. And we'll tell them that. Okay. And basically that's, yeah, that's what happened. Um, We, we went back down to their office, Mm -hmm. you know, sat down, you could tell, you know, that it was a little bit cooler than it had been on the previous meetings and a bit more sort of a bit more formal, if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we soon broke that ice, you know, and, you know, there was 
proposal, counter-proposal, da-da-da-da-da-da. And yeah, so within about an hour, an hour and a half probably, um, we all shook hands again. Okay. New deal agreed, same price, slightly shortened deferred payment period. Mm -hmm. We increased the closing payment a little bit. Um, I think around, yeah, probably we increased that by 20%. Um, and then a slightly shorter deferred period. Mm -hmm. And in that, that meeting, we said, right, the lawyers work for us. We don't work for the lawyers. We will tell them this is what we are doing, you know. Mm -hmm. And we all shook hands and said, right, the lawyer works for you guys. Remember that. You tell them this is the deal that you want. You know, and then it started to move forward again. You think, oh, God. <laughs> and it goes south again. And oh, my goodness. So, how long did this, so from start to finish to the day of completion, how long did this one um, take in the uh, year? This one has taken, I would say, around again the six, seven months. Okay. Um, again, which is longer than we wanted but again because of all the ups and downs with the lawyers and what have you um <laughs> and part of the other reason as well the uh, owner johnny had an operation so he was at the game for quite a few weeks so things really slowed down mm -hmm. um but again we wanted to use this as a learning cycle so we'd gone from a you know uh your own network 100% seller finance deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then this one, we needed financing. So with a difficult lawyer, you know, up and down, we didn't know we were coming or going some days with the deal. Mm -hmm. um, so between the two deals, put the two deals together. Um, that was a huge learning cycle for us last yeah. year. And, and did the... Did the sellers have any objection to you using the company's asset to raise finance for the deal or were they okay with that? Yeah, of course they will always go, why are you doing that? You know, that, that doesn't give us security. Um, but you get around that, you know, share clawback and things like this. Um, so in the end, you know, we've got them to understand what we're trying to do and achieve. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so yeah signed up happy with the deal so uh, onwards and upwards okay. we go now and um, oh yeah i'm conscious conscientious of time um so quickly run through the third deal that you've done <laughs> well that that one's still in work okay. Um, okay yeah so we closed two last last year basically yeah um we missed out on so we had the group of three um someone came in with a higher offer Mm -hmm. um, and the other deal, we're just waiting for accounts to get cleared and we'll carry on discussing, you know, the, the deal there. Um, in, in the meantime, I do a lot of deal origination. Okay. Um, so I'm just working my way through about 150 companies, okay. um, trying to organize them into sectors and regional areas. So, just um, telling us what, what are you doing? So, what, what, what exactly are you doing to originate these deals? Um, the usual routes, broker, your own network, and direct approach. Okay. Um, you know, so we've got companies in each of those sort of little boxes, if you want. Yeah. Um, and, you know, our strategy is to build up a network of companies within the same sector to get a strong regional mm -hmm. foothold. And then we'll transport that into the, the various regions around the So country. for the direct approach, how are you finding these companies to send direct approaches to? Um, so basically we know the two companies we've got, one's in the Northwest, one's down in Coventry, mm -hmm. you know, draw a, a 40 mile radius around them okay and you know you, you know you can even use things like uh, google maps you know when you type in i don't know let's say you were buying a hotel you mm -hmm. bought your hotel what others are in the area you know type in hotels and 
ping, 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 they all pop up. Mm -hmm. Write all the names down, go into company's house or the website, things like that. So I just start doing the research that way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so around the first company we got, we've got about 40 companies I've, I've looked at. You know, and you can go off on slight tangents because we don't want them to do all exactly the same thing. Yeah, of we want them all to have slightly different niches so mm -hmm. we can expand on how we market the individual companies and then a, as a sort of little, little group. Perfect. And so um, how's your mindset changed and how's your attitude changed now? I mean, um, do you feel more empowered? What, what, what do you feel like now? compared to oh, when you first gosh I, I, I mean honestly it's chalk and cheese absolutely different totally different you know so two years ago I, I was drained tired beaten up unhappy you know just that was it enough's enough you know uh, I look back on that now how I've changed and especially in the last 12 months uh, it's all positivity you know, you want to get up, you want to do something, I want to do another deal, Yeah. you know. And I'm at the point now, actually, where by I'm going to do this full-time this year. This is all I'm going to do. I've backed myself out of my own company, pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm doing all the deal origination. Uh, we're going to have one week a month where we set up uh, meetings, so we will want to do, you know, four, five, six, seven company meetings, different companies. Um, and then our target uh, we've given ourselves this year is to acquire eight companies. Oh, okay. Okay. Tough target. Yeah. But between two of us, we believe it, you know, that that is achievable, you know. And so, I mean, there's the difference right there. So a year ago, two years ago, you're like, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. And now you're looking to attack 81 year. Absolutely. And our target for 2021 is one company a month. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so we've, we've given ourselves that vision to build up uh, the, the top co with all the companies underneath. Yeah. And we're not just going to stay in the engineering sector. You mm -hmm. know, we're, we're looking at hotels. We've been to visit quite a few hotels already this year mm -hmm. or the end of last year. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be discussing which ones to target uh, for further meetings and deals. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, we're looking at the, the health sector. Um, we're looking into some within uh, manufacturing, yeah. uh, wholesale supply sectors. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're just, you know, your mind opens up, honestly. It's, it really is. It's hard to get across to people who haven't been involved and haven't tried it yet. And I can understand people's skepticism, you know, you, you go online, you know, you know, let's be straight from the outset here. This is not a get rich quick scheme. No. You know, it's not that, um, but it gives you all the stepping stones to your own freedom and what you want to do going forward. It really, you know, it empowers you to take control of your life again. You know, I spent, as I say, nearly 40 years being controlled by other people. Yeah. You know, you will work this, you'll be here, you'll do that. You can go home here. You have to come back on this date. You were being totally controlled. Mm -hmm. You know, it's totally the other way around. No, 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 no. I'm in charge. It's my life. I'm in charge now, you know, mm -hmm. and it just, it just filled you with so much energy, so much positivity. Yeah. You know, yeah. As I, honestly, I, it, it's, you know, on my computer, you know, I look at these 150 companies and I go, oh, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. I want that one. I want them all. You know, it, it's just, it, you know, part of it's probably like, you know, the chase, you know, the excitement of the chase yeah. there, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I'm sure a lot of, People, when they start on the journey, it'll be, yeah, 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 I want a million in the bank or a couple of million in the bank. And actually, you fairly quickly realize it's actually not about that. You know, it, it's... Which leads me on to my next question. What, what is your why? And, um, you know, um, do you plan to use these businesses for a particular cause? Or, you know, what are your plans um, in, in, in that sense? Yeah, I mean, the, the why... Yeah, it, you know, you start off and you say that the why is because... Yeah, I want to stick a million in the bank. 
and but then you ask yourself well, why do i want a million in the bank well i want to go on holiday i want security for the family i want to make sure the children are okay so you actually your why starts to move away from the money the money is just a mechanism for getting your your true why and, and you'll find out what that is you know it'll be different for all of us mm-hmm. uh, you know, people have the same sort of ideas and concepts um and it's once you get going you realize actually there's so much more you want to do um you know you're saying about well how can we benefit uh you know whether it's communities here or you know so here we've identified quite very very quickly and you know well let's take on some apprentices Mm -hmm. right let's get people back into this industry you know the, the engineering side um because you re- when you start looking at the age of people, you, you realize it's a dying art, mm, yeah. you know. So, you know, obviously we'll strongly look at that. Um, you know, even the, my own company, the Essential Oils Company, you know, we're going now direct to the source. You know, what, what, one of the things we do, uh, as you know, is uh, frankincense and myrrh. Mm-hmm. So we're now going to start dealing direct with the harvesting communities. So we're working on that uh, over this year uh, and the forthcoming years. And then what we're going to be doing Those is- Those harvesting communities, where, where are they based? Uh, that, that's in Somaliland, um, you know, where the frankincense myrrh trees grow, the Horn of Africa there. Yeah. Um, and what we want to do is you know, get a good contract uh, with a buyer so that we can get a good supply of oil to them. Therefore, we're buying the resins directly off the communities, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cutting out a lot of the middlemen so yeah. we can pay the communities a fairer price for the resin. Mm-hmm. When we sell the oil, we'll give them back some of the profits for a community fund. Mm-hmm. You know, um, last year, um, oh, sorry, just over a year ago, actually, uh, in November 18, mm-hmm. myself and my business partner, Steve, we you know, we were there for basically four weeks, traveling around, meeting the communities, um, you know, and it was sleeping on the floor and up in the mountains that, you know, there was no comfort, there was no hot and cold running water, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we saw how the, com- you know, the, the communities survive, talking with the elders, what is it you need? And... And one of the you know, almost humbling things that we sort of came across is, you know, they didn't say, I want more money or I want to be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. When we said, what help do you need? They said, we want you to educate our children. They were looking to the future, yes. which was great, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's what we're going to try and achieve. Awesome. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up in a few minutes. So just before we go, um, any advice for people that are just getting started, that are new, or are just full of fear um, and paralyzed because of that? I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the fear barrier, I fully understand, and I think every single one of us will face the fear barrier in our lives, for sure. Um, you know, but, you know, take positive steps, get back into a routine, mm-hmm. believe in what you're doing. It does work. You know, you talk to somebody who's done it, who 12 months ago was in the same position that, you know, the people who are starting out, they're in the position I was 12 months ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it, people won't want to sell the business to me. No, I didn't know. It, it's always the smart city stockbroker whiz kids who will buy all the, the companies and they know what they're doing mm-hmm. no it works you know i can verify that to you you know and your listeners it, it works i've done it you know believe you know but use your network as well you know if you've got a moment moments of self-doubt mm-hmm. you know use your network you know if you know people who've done it talk to them mm-hmm. you know um yeah, you know, read, read some of the books that are out, motivational books, you know, and if you want to start, you know, I, I think Shoe Dog, Story of Nike is brilliant. What a great motivational book that is. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and you'll see because, you know, he was so passionate about running shoes, he made it work. Yeah. And look at the size of Nike today. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean, pick on something that you're passionate about. You know, if you're passionate about food, obviously look in the food sector, or if you're passionate about engineering or IT. But if you choose something you're passionate about, mm-hmm. you know, that to me is half the, the fear barrier gone because you've got confidence in your own knowledge, your own experience. Use that, you know, leverage it. You know, that, that's why I partly went into partnership with the likes of Hanif. Mm-hmm. Now, I know next to nothing about branding and marketing. You know, I don't know how it's done, how it works. And I knew that was my weak link, you know? So when I found out that's Hanif's strength and I had strengths where that were his weaknesses, mm-hmm. you know, bang, great partnership, yeah. you know, two heads are better than one, you know? And I'm sure at that time, if we'd have found a third person, mm-hmm. you know, we could have done it as a group of three, you yeah. know, it's, and what we found as well, working together as a team, is you know one person will do one person's workload but two people probably do three person's workload because we motivate each other then you know and we've achieved a huge amount um you know so yeah don't don't have self-doubt believe in yourself be passionate about it you know um there's so much to learn and once you take that first step have that first meeting you realize the people you're talking to are ordinary people just like you. Yeah. They have a fear barrier as well. They've probably never sold the company before. Mm-hmm. They don't know the process either. You know, but if you learn the process first and go in there, you've got that knowledge, come across confident. You know, um, who, who's the, the old sort of FBI? Is it Michael Voss? Is it? Do you remember the FBI negotiator? Um, Never split the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, read up on how to negotiate simple techniques. Absolutely work. What would you say is the number one skill to be a successful deal maker? Or what would you consider the most important skill? Mindset. Okay. Absolute, honestly, mindset. Mm -hmm. Once you've got that, sort of programmed into your to your brain that you can do it you are capable of doing it and especially when you have done it Mm -hmm. i mean that raises the foundation level then and then you go on to do something even better and bigger you know you know it's like starting off with the first company was you know sort of six hundred thousand turnover you know the second one was twice the size 1.2 you know we're looking at companies now. Uh, the next meeting we're going to arrange that company's turnover six million. Right? Mm-hmm. We've, we're going to look at companies that are in excess of ten million this year. You know, we've got them all listed down. Okay. Um, what is your end goal? So, what is your exit strategy now? What, what <laughs> are you? Uh, what are you looking to do with all of this now? With this newfound passion and enthusiasm? Yeah, I mean, what we want to do is we're going to build up a group of companies uh, in various sectors we want that group to have uh, a sale value of around 100 million mm-hmm. and then we're going to sell it and we're going to do that in five years brilliant and, and did you know you, and that's what we're go- that's what we are going to achieve you'd be thinking about selling for 100 million anytime soon <laughs> of course not but now you realize how achievable it is okay. it really is you know if people understand, you know, only one in 13 businesses will sell within 12 months of being listed. Yeah. One in 13. So 92% remain for sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a buyer's market. You know, there's what is it about 2.6 million businesses up for sale, UK, America, and Canada right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there is something for you out there. And that's just businesses up for sale. You got to remember, there's businesses there that are still going on. The owners are past retirement age, but they've not, you know, they haven't thought about putting it up for sale yet. Hence, direct approach. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So I've got about 40 companies there whereby I can see the owner as potentially a motivated seller, you know, due to age or longevity and what they've been doing with the one company, you know. So, uh, you know, out of those, I expect, you know, a good percentage to come back positively to us, you know, uh, to open up discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, honestly, I, it's the moment you get past that fear barrier, yeah. really understand that it does work. Mm-hmm. The horizon, you know, where before you were very narrow, is suddenly now so wide. It's actually now trying to control yourself <laughs> of trying not to go for too much yeah. at once, you know. Mm. So, you know, yes, structure well, yourself. That's been absolutely, it's been an absolutely brilliant interview. Um, very insightful, very interesting. Um, so once again, thank you for coming on. Um, no, you're welcome. Have you got any final remarks? If not, um, we'll, we'll end it there. I'd just say to your viewers out there, do not doubt yourself. Just do it. Please do it. Honestly, you've got nothing to lose Mm -hmm. and so much to gain. And you'll empower yourself. You will take control of your life. You know, which is what 99.9% of us have not done. Yeah, we've been controlled by others. Yeah. You know, so good luck to everyone. Thank you. Well, thank you. And, um, Right, guys, that's it for today, and we will speak to you another time. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, thanks. Bye for now. Bye-bye. If you liked this episode, it would mean a lot if you would please rate and write a review. Please also subscribe so you get notified anytime a new episode drops. Thank you for tuning in. Now go out and attack your Minotaur.